Hi everyone, welcome to this new episode of Coffee with the Cows. I don't even have a drink, I just finished my drink. I've got water. Yeah, we're totally uncoffeed again. I did have a coffee earlier though. <laughs> I must, I want to clarify, we are not completely caffeine and coffee free. No. It's just, it, for the podcast, we want to be focused. Of course, yeah, absolutely. But hopefully you're having an amazing week thus far. It is Wednesday. We have uh, had a big, big week. We've got a big week coming up, but we've had a big week thus far. I think January, the first week back, was kind of easing us in, mm. and now we are very much, okay, new releases, new things, look at the shinies, get ready for more shinies, and everything in between. Yeah, absolutely, and you've had some chill weekends as well, yes, which is nice. <laughs> it's been so nice, so um, I haven't managed to get anything to the table, but I keep buying up that Moomin's oh, yeah. game, but it is a two-player one, mm. so I need to actually get it to the table with someone else. I'm not sure my little one is quite up to the the challenge of colouring in line, colouring within the lines, yeah. which is a big part of it. That's fair, but we've been doing some board games on the channel, opening up a lot of things, a lot of things from Pythagoras games about Portuguese kind of game, but also there's there's Celtai as well, which is Celtic too by them, which is very interesting, different sides of the the, uh, the world. Um, Final Girl, opened up a load of Final Girl at the end of last week as well, All almost all of the expansions. Almost, Almost all. Almost all. We're missing one. I, I love that, though, because Final Girl, it's a solo game yep. and you can pick it up an expansion at a time. You don't have to have everything. I, I know that's inherently how expansions work, but... If you want to pick up almost a chapter, yeah. you can just go, okay, I'll give this a go, see what I like, or I can skip this one. They yeah. don't they work together, but they don't have to all be in your collection to play the game and fully enjoy it. Absolutely. So Final Girl, if you haven't seen it before, it's based on the trope of being the final girl and there's a killer running loose, uh, collecting collecting victims, destroying victims, yeah. unaliving victims. Um, and it is a solo game, but it is uh, relatively easy to get into. All of the different villains and maps will have different things about them, and the girls will have different effects too. But the base, the core gameplay is the same, and you'll need to pick up the core box and any of the expansions, and you've got yourself a whale of a time already. But those expansions are mix and match as well. So you can play with a villain from one expansion, with a girl from another expansion, with a map from another expansion. So for those who can see us on video, well, I've got all of the final girls behind me and that core box, one player, 20 to 60 minutes, ages 14 plus yeah. for it. Um, but it is a really easy thing to get into and great for a gift. Great for a gift. Uh, you just need a core box and an expansion as well to get started. Uh, what I've seen people suggesting in the community is picking up the core box and a couple of expansions, one, two or three, ones that maybe take your interest with the villain that you like. You've got you've got Hans, who is the main one, who's just a big brute, uh, a poltergeist. You've got Dr. Frights. Uh, you've got the big bad wolf, Evomorphs. Obviously, there's a lot of references as well to different films, Evomorphs, Aliens, etc. And the final girls are also related. I think the final girl in that one is called Ripley or Ella. Nice. Either or. Um, <laughs> I think that's one of the things, if you are into your more horror, sci-fi, any of those kind of things, you can find a final girl. Um, I keep calling them chapters. What are they actually called? They're called feature films. Feature films yeah. that aligns with your interest so you don't have to just go with happy trails sorry i'm keep camp happy trails camp happy trails <laughs> so close but there's the wolf asylum there's yeah. the uss conrad there's a ton of different things um which we got a restock of on over on the online store in the tiktok shop as well as the bonus features the box of props and some of the other bits some minis 
as well. But we're getting all in the celebratory mood because Final Girls kickstart of season three ended. I think it ended at the back end of last year. But yeah, we should... were both kind of umming, umming and ahhing about it. But I'm really looking forward to that hitting retail this as year. Well. Yeah, this October, I believe, ready mm. for Halloween. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> that would be so good. Can just do, okay, core box and this one and then just work through each of the feature films. Absolutely. But more and more games these days are coming out with the solo modes as well. Uh, obviously in COVID, a lot of people were playing solo or two-player games. Um, but with Final Girl being a whole game centred around it, it's very interesting um, because there's not too many other games that are completely solo. There are some here and there, some board games. Yeah. Um, and... A lot more board games these days are coming out with Solo as well. Um, as the, the core game, uh, one of my favourite games, Marvel Champions, um, is a cooperative game which you can play one to four players. I play it a lot on my own or as two players and you can build your decks, take your heroes and much like with Final Girl, it's modular where you can get the new expansion for Deadpool if you like Deadpool, but you don't have to. It just expands your, uh, your deck pool. <laughs> hey, but also the replayability as well, which if you're playing a solo game and you've got no once you've done it you've done it that is quite difficult to convince yourself as a purchase like i love yeah. a puzzle right i'm yeah. going to use puzzles in this situation and yes you can put a puzzle you can tear Take it, it apart, up put it back but, together next year but you're going to end up with the same picture yeah. but with a lot of these games like marvel champions you could have the same set of cards and the way it's randomized you have a completely different outcome it's like oh i've defeated this villain before oh not this time though something happened with this and that or i didn't quite get that hit in time to make sure there weren't any um i was about to say grunts <laughs> but there's so many different combinations and i imagine it's similar with final girl as well similar with final girl all the mixing and matching and i think that's a thing that's attracted me more and more to these solo games because there are solo board games which will be random in themselves but with both marvel champions and final girl they're only taking up about half a table they're not too expansive in terms of how much room they're taking up. And in my mind, at the very least, they're not too complex on the mind. You know, you're doing a similar thing. Obviously, the cards, the girls are all different, but you're not adding too much complexity, I don't think. There's something about reading the rules once and knowing that when you get the game to the table, yes, there might be a slight variation, yeah. but you've got the basics. Absolutely. Um, but yes, so Final Girl and Marvel Champions are both uh, ones that we're going to be doing series of, hopefully for the year. We'll see how far it goes. Um, but Mondays, we're doing Marvel Champions. We're randomizing villain, hero, modular encounter as well with the villain. And then on Fridays, we're doing Final Girl. And we're doing the same thing as well. Different map, villain, and Final Girl 2. I need to remind myself of how to play because I haven't played in a decent amount of time. And it is one that we played on stream and it was good fun to do. But I think that randomization is going to be really interesting with Marvel Champions. Are you building the decks yourself or are you I'm not. choosing? I am net decking. <gasps> so I'm looking online at a lovely website I use called Marvel CDV. Everyone puts their Marvel deck list up there, basically. And I like to look at the most popular ones or the ones that have the most likes. I've been putting the links and screenshots of the deck list I've been playing in case you want to play them yourself at home. Um, so this week we had Panther Pool, um, which was Black Panther with the pool aspect, which was made by Villain Theory, who made your Spider-Ham deck. Yeah, I love that Spider-Ham deck so much. And we were really honoured to have uh, Villain Theory come along to one of the streams where we were playing with their deck and I just completely fanned out <laughs> and just went oh I really like this this is easy for me to play thank you for sharing that because not everybody does share their deck list they want to kind of 
keep it competitive and to themselves. And you picked up Marvel Champions as well, didn't you? I didn't in you the didn't? end. Oh. oh, it was at such a good price <laughs> as well. It was one of the things that I was like, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to buy it. And I, what did I end up getting instead? I picked up a few different things. I mainly spent the money on Christmas presents and I couldn't figure out whether buying Marvel Champions for myself, I could, could persuade someone to give that to me <laughs> as a present. But I really am going to get it. And it is that bit of, I'd love my other half or my friends to play with me, but the fact that I can play it on my own means that if I'm in a board gaming mood and nobody else is, I can play. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, diverting away a bit from board games, we have had the first big TCG release of the year, I would say, in Maze of Millennia for Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, which I got to open up yesterday, and we're going to open up tonight as well, as of the time of this recording. But it's a small set, loads of shiny cards in it, some reprints of some great cards like Triple Tactics Thrust, which is a great spell card for Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, you've got some different archetypes in here. You've got... Uh... I'm not the person to support you with this, but looking at the cards, and I haven't looked at what cards are in it, but we spoke to our amazing single cards team as well. It's going to be really interesting. And also the packs themselves have got a fantastic display of artwork. Gorgeous artwork on it. Yeah, so there's a, a load of uh, reprints of previous sets. Um, and I can't, Earthbound, Earthbound is one of them. Supreme King, um, we've got Altergeist. Flame Swordsman, there are no reprints of Flame Swordsman cards. They are all new Flame Swordsman cards oh. as far as I'm as far as I'm aware. There could be one or two reprints there. Okay. But we've got like things like Ultimate Flame Swordsman, we've got Fighting Flame Swordsman, a load of Joey related Flame Swordsman cards <laughs> as well, which is quite nice. And a lot of fire and pyro related stuff as well, because Bonfire is a card from the anime, which okay. was used in GX, I think, by someone called Miss Fontaine. Uh, and it is a great spell card that's never been printed, which is just add a level four pyro monster from your deck to your hand. Oh, simple. Simple, easy spell, but a great one for pyro monsters. And apparently this is the year of fire um, because we had at the back end of last year, Soul Burning Volcano. We had a, a the Fire Kings deck as well. And now we've got more coming up this year too. I'm really excited to see the artwork. My first time viewing it will be when we open it on stream. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of really exciting stuff for people who are maybe thinking of dabbling into it, dabbling there's loads of really exciting stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to restart the sentence. Uh, loads of really exciting stuff for people who are thinking of dabbling in Yu-Gi-Oh! Because we've got Maze and Millennia. We've got those really lovely uh, gift box sets that came out late last year as well. But most importantly, and something that you've been saying to me about, is the two-person starter deck. The two-player starter deck set to come out uh, next week, I believe, or the week after. Yeah, some point in the future. Um, but that's going to be a great entry point because it's got two starter decks within it. There are a load of decent reprints in it as well, including Zeus, uh, DD Crow, uh, you've got Eldritch the Golden Lord, you've got uh, probably some other things as well that I'm forgetting, but there's a load of funky cards in it. They do. They seem to have a wide spread of stuff within, so it'll be interesting to open them up and see how many of each different thing they have, or if it's just one on one. But at the end of the day, it's going to teach you how to play if you don't know already. It's all encased in that one box as well, and it's also giving you some valuable cards. So I think it's definitely worth a shout if you can get your hands on it. And it's really interesting because as soon as you hear starter, you kind of think, oh, it's going to be beginner level. Maybe I don't need this, but it seems to have everything in it that even if you've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh for a while, yeah. you still want to pick it up so that you can introduce somebody new to it or you get those 
reprints of cards that you maybe Absolutely. haven't had in your collection. Hopefully it's got like a little rule book in it as well. They used to have rule books in the starter decks and the structure decks, uh, but we haven't had them in the structure decks recently. Hopefully it tells you a little bit about it, how to play the decks, etc. But even still, even if you are vaguely aware of Yu-Gi-Oh! and you think, oh, starter set, too easy for me, it's Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, it's quite a complex game in of itself. There's so much reading, <laughs> um, but it's kind of one of those that I'm quite excited to see how the starter decks play because we had the speed jewels we yep. did as well with the eight decks yep. in it. And that was each one had a little bit of variety. Each one, when I played it, as I'm not an experienced Yu-Gi-Oh player, as many of you will know, um, meant that I got to practice different techniques and different monsters getting them out onto the field to go oh, okay what's a link monster why do i have an extra deck and what's happening here so i'm really looking forward to seeing what those, that starter set holds yeah absolutely um but in trading card game stuff we've been opening a lot more disney lorcana recently which has been great to see at the first chapter and rise of the floodborne because open them up see some enchanted rares you got a few enchanted rares as well for like my personal collection <laughs> and then we had the ones that we've opened for the single card team yesterday we got sisu yeah which was beautiful <laughs> and although the artwork has been shared and you can see it there is something really special about seeing the card in person but um we've done some gameplay yeah as how, well. how have you been finding it because i guess this is kind of your first further than a beginner step yeah into a trading card game i think it's been really interesting for me and i think i've i've said it's been nice for me to have something that i'm playing from the beginning Yu-Gi-Oh. you know we've got 25 years of cards i'm never going to catch up to speed with that and lorcana does seem to be doing it as a step by step with each new release they're giving a little bit more complexity to it, but they're still doing those starter decks for each release as mm -hmm. well. So you've got different combinations of inks. I'm learning how to build my own deck, which is something I have never done before. We said with Marvel Champions, even that was you found me a deck list <laughs> and I've gone, okay, okay, let's see how this goes. So I think it's good. It's something that I'm recommending to people who are fans of Disney and maybe want to play a I say competitive game we're playing very casually yeah. there's no competitive element to it but I'm looking forward to being able to go home see my friends and take a deck with me and play a game that is gonna be different I don't know all the rules for it I don't know what's in their deck I don't know what they're gonna play and which characters they're gonna go for how are you finding it though because you have collected quite a few different TCGs as well yeah i mean i'm enjoying it as well and like you it's nice to to be with something from the beginning uh forwards because what does ha seem to happen we've had Yu-Gi-Oh magic pokemon as the main three for the last 20 20 odd years so i haven't had the opportunity to be with a card game from the beginning that has lasted so uh r.i.p to the many r.i.p to the many card games <laughs> um but it will be interesting to see a if it does last it should do i in in my head it should do it's disney it's being made by ravensburger who don't have any other tcgs at the minute and it is one of those when we talk about games that haven't lasted it's not because they're not good games no. a lot of it comes down to the community the people yep. playing it we've spoken many times about spoils mm -hmm. really good game really good value but just the the community wasn't there for sometimes it. it's community sometimes it's just uh it's just kind of veering into a different market so i played a game called legend of the five rings the the living card game which is a new version of the old collectible card game 
Um, so that came out, I want to say like 2015, something like that. Had nine, ten sets, potentially. Wow. It was a living card game, so it had the, the kind of monthly releases and then a big box and something like that. Um, and that was a cool game, but it was compl- it was more like a board game is what it ended right. up being. And I think that because matches would take an hour or so, it it's difficult to get it into that kind of trading card game space where trading card games, especially Yu-Gi-Oh, are quite cool. So, and I think that's one of the things. Another living card game is Arkham Horror. Yep. And that, to me, doesn't seem like something that I can quickly pick up and run with. No. And that's with no disrespect to the game. That's just more... Oh boy. But that's a different element where it's like Legend of Fire Rings was a competitive one. We're supposed to be going against each other in like tournaments and stuff like yeah. that. Arkham Horror is a cooperative one where you're trying to go and go through this adventure where it, it's okay if it takes time because it is supposed to be a kind of board game adventure. And so sometimes there are different games trying to go into different spaces. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how Disney Lorcana does. Um, it should be good. And I like the way that they are. Uh, slowly building up the different the additional effects the keywords the locations which we're getting in the new set um as well as printing more of similar characters so we can shift into them into their different forms we do have a lot of like beasts i think we've got like six legendary beasts or something like that and i think there's gonna be an interesting approach as we see those competitive decks come out as well which characters people are going for because we've said that the characters go across the inks so it's not like if i want to play beast i just have to play emerald you can go all across the board with it you've got your mulan deck got my mulan deck mulan's great um i just kind of want to play the characters that i like and that's kind of where i'm at with it not looking at it from a competitive uh point of view but what is interesting about lorcana is that they they do have the foils. Yeah. The foils are nice, but they're not over they're not abundantly nice. Uh, they are. And yeah. they're ones that because they seem to be keen on gameplay as well. Yeah. If you have foils in your deck, you're not going to turn around and go, "Oh, don't touch them." Exactly. The enchanted's really nice, really rare as well um to find, so they're nice and special. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see whether they add more different rarities to it. Obviously, with Pokemon, we have like full arts, illustration rares, gold rares. We have a spectrum of different things, whereas with Lorcana so far, it's just the enchanted foils. And we've got, what, like 20-odd, 30 years of Pokemon yeah. comparatively, so we're looking at something that is barely even six months old versus something that is decades old so there is that but also the breadth of characters within the disney gonna say universe because i can't think of another way to describe it we talk about the marvel universe and things like that the it's gonna be exciting to see which directions they head in we've had a lot of people say to us oh are they gonna do pixar are they gonna do this honestly they could go in so many different directions that must be really exciting for the team behind it as well to go hmm where shall we go next? Interesting for the team. Frustrating probably for the licensing department. <laughs> um, it has to be like, oh, we want we want uh, bars from Toy Story. But also because they've got the, the Floodborne and the Dreamborn stuff, which are like changes to those characters. Yeah. I wonder, do, I do wonder how that works with licensing, where it's like, we want to take Buzz, but we also want to make him purple and have a cape. And <laughs> I think there are elements of going, okay, so I'm, I'm drawn to the villains. Yeah. And it's like, well, do we call them a villain? Or do we call them uh, not misunderstood or anything? <laughs> but there were some cards that I was looking at and I'm going, well, that's a villain. Yeah. And it's not listed as a villain. So therefore, that keyword that I've got on my Hades card, 
doesn't get me more law. But who makes that decision? And is there going to be a point in time where we get um, erratas? Potentially, we haven't. I don't think we've had any yet. Or if we have, it's been very minimal because I don't remember. I'm not recalling any off the top of my head. And I think that shows a lot of the care we were waiting. It felt like a long time for Lorcana to come out yep. because it was shared, and then it's sort of waiting for that actual print and for it to get into people's hands, retailers' hands, customers' hands. But it's really exciting to see that. And we've only got a couple of weeks until I say a couple of weeks. It's like six weeks. <laughs> until we can start looking uh, into the Inklands as well. But we have had some really exciting stuff. We had all of the Lego arrive last week. Tons of Lego. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> you can make sure to check those out. You can pick up a little couple of red roses. You can pick up some daffodils or you can go for a whole bouquet. But it is incredible to see all of these new things for the new year. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. One. I I feel like I put like an inflection to go really exciting, and then went, yeah, that's that's it. It's it's an exciting time. We're heading to Toy Fair next week. We are loads of toys to keep our eyes out for. We've had some fun with some more party games, but also toys as well. I guess Lego is a toy. And, and I think this is one of the interesting things when we've discussed board games versus miniature games. Yeah. Like Lego's a toy, but also you've got the architecture Legos as mm. well, which is more model building than just brick building. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what Toy Fair holds. We will have another podcast episode in between yep. then and now, but if there are particular toys you're looking out for, whether it's a Squishmallow or whether it is things like Gundam and bits like that, let us know because uh, I think I'm in front of the camera yes, you for are. this adventure. Enjoy. <laughs> So it should be really good. I'm hoping that we get to sneak in an opportunity to go to the... The One Piece store, the Bandai store. Bandai, yeah. yeah. I It's because Konami's there. <laughs> I just had that moment of going, not Konami, not Konami, and couldn't remember. But yeah, Bandai store, I think that's near St Pancras. So maybe have a look in there. all depends on the trains, it in does. all fairness. Because <laughs> so. London is a... It's a place. It's a place. <laughs> it is a place. But I think we'll leave it there for this week. Um, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week for another episode of Coffee with Chaos. Um, make sure to join us throughout the week uh, for our lives, uh, four o'clock every single weekday. And check out YouTube for those unboxings. YouTube as well. for unboxings. Just put out an unboxing maze of millennia. Uh, so do check it out. And we're putting up uh, some more unboxings of other board games. And we have a load of Marvel United stuff over there that I need to get into as well. Very so, exciting. We will see you later. Have an amazing rest of the day. And bye bye for now. Bye.